I'm your host, TCM Chef Raphael, with information that is science-based and current with today's medicinal research. My aim is to instill into your mind and heart a curiosity that can root solutions to your lifestyle and eating choices. So dive with me into the next topic. Welcome to my first podcast ever. This is TCM Chef Raphael. Traditional Chinese medicine is my lifelong passion and I am very excited to share with you a few words of wisdom and share with you what I know about foods and how they interact and how they are consumed and how they should not be consumed. For me, eating correctly is essential to living better every day. Mentally and physically, we directly respond to the foods that we intake. And the cynical me, the cynical Raphael, will often find a way to explain to you how not to consume things or the combinations that we familiarized with are maybe not the best or not the most ideal way of treating our bodies as the temple we think we will. So straight into the first topic, it is about vitamins and minerals. And today, in my very first podcast and learning how the equipment works, pardon me if there's background noise, I will do my best to learn and adjust to the technicalities of this experience. But for me, this is a new adventure. This is super exciting and a whole new way of sharing with you what is my lifelong passion. If there's anything more you want to learn about me and your curiosity can be satisfied by simply going to tcmchef.com, T, traditional, C, Chinese, M, medicine, tcmchef.com. So our first topic for my podcast, vitamins and minerals, are the essential items that you sort of find in kitchens and households all around the United States and worldwide. You're not the only one. And as soon as we have a health problem, we reach back to the idea that we might have to supplement. But maybe that's not necessarily true. For people that live in a big city, like I live in Los Angeles, we have access to foods that are nutrition-dense, that have minerals and vitamins sufficient for us, and there's barely no need to supplement. Unless you have an underlying condition that requires it, I personally do not recommend you to supplement with an artificially produced vitamin or mineral that has no trigger effect, as in eating a vitamin C in a tomato is good for your circulatory system, whereas the vitamin C in a green apple will nourish your liver foremost. We'll get back to how vitamin C actually functions in your system, and you can learn yourself through my cynical approach that that might not be necessary or you have consumed them completely wrong. I'm only telling you things that you already know. Vitamins do not make up for poor diet and they do not prevent disease. To eat them as a preventative, say during COVID, is sort of silly. There is no science-based knowledge that supports that, although there are a lot of scientists out there that try to understand it. They research this, but the results that we have so far do not support that. None. Furthermore, there is no oversight by our government in the United States when it comes to supplements. 
it is sort of a fiction to think that the government is telling you that vitamins or supplements are regulated. They're not. The government's purpose is not to regulate vitamins or minerals. And what's written on the package does not really have to be true either. We sort of all know that, but it's hard to believe it. And taking any vitamins late in the game, when you're already sick, or when something has gone already wrong, is most likely not going to be beneficial, but may even interfere with the medicines, Western medicines, that you're prescribed of to actually help you overcoming your illness or the dilemma that confronted you. Even if there's printed natural on these packages with an expiration date way beyond nature for vitamins and minerals that you consume in excess, I guarantee you, if you try eating roots, produce, salads, veggies, fruits, you do your body a huge favor and it's much easier to absorb. A vitamin C in an orange most likely benefits your spleen. Isolating that vitamin C from an orange or consuming a vitamin C where you don't even know where it's derived from doesn't benefit you ideally if you need to benefit your spleen. So back to eating natural foods is most likely the best solution if you have access to it and you will get used to it. Every time I have a chance, I will throw in a little cynical aspect to it because the vitamin capsules, especially for those who are on the celiac boat, most of these capsules are made from corn or from oat wheat. So not so celiac friendly. A true celiac person, even walking by a pastry store, most likely would choke and die. So the assumption that you have celiac disease to me oftentimes feels a little bit as if you go to a party and you just assume that everybody here has Asperger's just because it's fancy to sort of have an illness. Everybody craves to be special by adapting to be sensitive to something or allergic to something or have bowel syndromes or all that sort of things while consuming waters in high amounts in water bottles and celery juice every morning and driving a fancy car with leather interior sprayed with perfumes. I don't have much compassion for that, but I like the mockery of it. But we get back to the celery juice a little later. When I come on board as private chef into a household, my very first step is to establish that I am not a doctor, nor am I a fancy nutritionist. I am a private chef with a lifelong passion and an amazing amount of information stored in my head and experiences, but I did study traditional Chinese medicine in Singapore. So I come on board with a heap of knowledge and an aim to help you correctly to adjust to a lifestyle that aids in your new life-changing experience, be it from a sickness or a goal that you have to achieve. And I trained the entire household staff to come on board hopefully family members as well, that everybody supports each other. And the very first thing I have to do is getting you off the idea that what you consume and what you have done so far is the only right thing because medias and social medias and your friends and your best friends, gurus, have convinced you that what you're doing for the last three years is the healthiest version of a lifestyle adjustment. And that I call a eating disorder in itself. It's mental, physical, and it really shows. You open the cabinet of people's households and it's full with artificial foods, 
always labeled healthy or with labels fresh, gluten-free, sanely produced, USDA approved, all those labels that are absolutely senseless and have often no scientific background to actually be labeled or misleading you to believe they are healthy. So to recap a little bit, supplements are about as unregulated as the description that says gluten-free. Gluten-free can be just written by anybody on any product without actual being gluten-free. We do hope that consumers know the difference between what is regulated and what is not. Narrowly focusing on such labels is not healthy and it doesn't help anybody in the end. We become so blind or lazy to the facts that we should know more about what we consume and how we consume it. I come on board and I tell people, the more you eat of natural products, regardless if it says organic or not, the happier I am and the better I can assist you and guide you through the process of getting better, feeling better, or achieving the goals that you ask me to come on board to help you achieve. When it comes to vitamins, the United States government websites like ConsumerLab.com, they offer seals of approvals, but they never actually endorse any of these products or promise the effectiveness to be real or true. I could endlessly bore you about vitamins and minerals, but I'm trying to sort of group together the most commonly known, commonly used or abused vitamins and minerals that we know to date. Most likely living in an urban environment, we seem to be vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D is a fascinating vitamin. You can look at the bottom of your fingernail where it grows out of your finger. If you have a little white half moon from a traditional Chinese perspective, that means you have sufficient vitamin D stored in your body. If you've chosen to be vegan, then there's a chance that you are low on vitamin B12 in general. Just using an isolated vitamin B12 as, say, an injectable once a month, it helps a little, but I personally would encourage you to try to get it through natural sources. Folic acid is for pregnant women. Again, natural sources most likely are the best if they are available to you, but I do recommend pregnant women to maybe take a little bit of a supplement. But be careful, things can interfere with your heartbeat, with your muscle growth, with your bone density. And some vitamins or minerals, they don't like to be absorbed together. So you have to be aware of that. As an example, magnesium and potassium, which I often see advertised or even packaged as a combination therapy, is actually not ideal. Think of this. A, D, E, and K, these vitamins, are fat-soluble. They need to be taken with a little bit of fat. Otherwise, there's no benefit to supplement with these. I personally recommend to most of my clients not to absorb any multivitamins for the following reasons. As an example, C helps absorb iron, whereas calcium blocks iron absorption. So if they're together in the same combination, they are not ideal to be consumed together. Zinc blocks copper. And magnesium potassium together, as we just said, are not ideal. If you consume just bananas because you're a sports person, then yes, your potassium intake is sufficient. But if you then take magnesium to complement the potassium intake, which should be equal, 
too much magnesium will draw potassium from your bones or muscles and too much potassium will draw magnesium from your bones or your blood. They need to be sufficiently in your system. However, they should not be consumed together. Potassium is an electrolyte, a component vital for nerves and muscles. But if you consume too much of it, it is detrimental to your heart and your digest system can be damaged, severely compromised. Think of this. If you take vitamin supplements, you probably tend to have a vitamin bar. Then during the day you consume something else. You go to a store and have an extra juice and you add some magnesium potassium to that. You most likely overconsume potassium and magnesium. Unfortunately, in combination. Every organ is affected by low magnesium. And magnesium supplements can actually lower blood pressure. However, if you consume coffee and sugar in the morning together with your vitamin intake and it contains magnesium, that magnesium most likely will be rendered inert. One of my current favorite topics is coming across people that consume celery juice, a must, a lot of it, more than you should. First of all, eat your fruits and veggies in a consistency as they are grown in the earth, top of the earth, on a tree. You should have the fiber. Fruits contain digestive enzymes that help you break down the fruits, the veggies, the items you consume, and then absorb correctly the vitamins to go to the liver, to the kidney, to the heart, to the circulatory system as needed. If you choose them and the fiber is lacking, then you will consume a lot of other byproducts and celery is a great one to actually talk and explain what's going on in your system. Celery has been consumed since the Roman days for its health benefits. And yes, indeed, it's being promoted by health gurus and the internet is full of anecdotes of how incredible their skin have become. To live long, to live healthy, to live a prosperous, beautiful life, which I encourage everybody to achieve, is not as complicated as it may sound by some of these people choosing pounds and pounds of celeries. You cannot take a research on a vitamin and associate this with super consuming it in a way that has never been researched and then make a claim. By consuming high amounts of celery juice, let's take just one cup a day, you probably consume 800 milligrams of sodium. That's twice as much salt that you would find on a hamburger with french fries. You drink two cups of that, you're super exceeding your sodium household by fourfolds. Your kidneys have to fight to get rid of that. Not just that, you will be sun sensitive. You have a chance of developing skin cancer. And most likely, you will produce kidney stones in the long run. Not at the moment that you take it, but wait 10 years, 12 years, 15, 20 years from now, and the consequences will be detrimental. Most of these fancy health clips that people adapt to, and they spread around like wildfire amongst celebrities, unfortunately. They always have an origin somewhere. This one here is Anthony William. You may have heard from him. He names himself the medical medium. He speaks to the afterworld or world before us and being given advice miraculously and he knows what's going on and you might have come across his speeches or his promotions on the Gwyneth website Goop. He underlines his medical insane claims with made-up words like cluster salt, 
There's no such thing. There's no medical foundation to many of his art claims and is decorated partially with biological truth to certain extents, but he fuses that with other items or with product promotions that really oftentimes don't make any sense. I come on board with clients. The very first thing I have to do is trying to set their mind back on track to make them think and understand that maybe the overconsumption of one product in combination with all the other stuff that they take could be harmful. And teaching somebody after three years, four years, five years of a habitual behavior that they might have been wrong is a very difficult change to achieve. And I'm the bad guy to do that. But I keep my humor up. I try to encourage people to look at things a little different. So as much as you go out there and you have websites or you have podcasts that promote a lot of crazy stuff, Mr. Dr. Oz, I am here to be cynically on the other side, on the upper side of this and set your mind back on track to rethink or maybe challenge me. And I learn, I gladly learn that what I think or what I'm telling you might have a little different truth or have a different research attached to it. I come from a perspective of eating natural products and achieving your goals equally, equally with the same fascination, but with healthy, truly natural products. Not something that just says it's natural or packed in plastic. We all know in health, as it is in politics, any fallacy can be made to appeal real by simply repeating it. Take one kiwi or one cup of strawberries, or one quarter of a red chili, and you have sufficient vitamin C consumption for the day. And that's all you need. The absorption of vitamin C occurs in your small intestine. So the idea that too much vitamin C is just being discharged by your system is also wrong. Say 50 milligrams of vitamin C, adding to the reservoir of vitamin C, a healthy person in a city environment that eats average a salad twice a week, eats healthy fruit five times a week, that eats six, seven meals every week, will have a reservoir of about 2,000 to 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C stored in their system. So for a day that you would not take 50 milligrams of vitamin C, you have sufficient in reserve. All your body can do is adding back to the reserve and taking it from there when needed. If you put 50 milligrams to your stored vitamin C, it will be absorbed and nothing comes out through your urine. However, if you put in 500 milligrams or 1000 milligrams, I've seen people taking 2000 milligrams a day. Everything is being flushed out. The body doesn't just take some of it, it discharges all of it if it is too much. And these people turn vitamin C deficient Go to the doctor and says, I don't understand how this can happen. I'm taking 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily. Let me help you in a different way to rethink your vitamin C overconsumption. If you consume consistently more than 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C to a body that doesn't need it, you're actually blocking your white blood cells from becoming ineffective in preventing infectious diseases. In conclusion to my first podcast, I encourage you to eat that apple. If it's organic or not, it's not important. But eat the apple with the core, if you can. 
Eat as much of the apple as you can. Eat fruits, a variety of them. Eat veggies. Bite into a carrot. Be a child again. Maybe pre-cook it a little bit. If you're over 40, over 45, start cooking your greens. Do not eat raw spinach, raw spinach salads, or raw cabbage, or coleslaws even. I know Thanksgiving is around the corner. Eat wisely. The older we get, the lesser we can break down hard greens, fibrous materials. We need to blanch them, cook them, roast them, bake them just a little bit. doesn't have to be completely baked off. Most items, when they're cooked, still contain sufficient vitamins and minerals for our body to absorb what it needs. Stay away from overconsuming vitamins. Consume vitamins singular. Consume them correctly. Become a bit more aware of it. But don't think that consuming vitamins will prevent you from getting ill. If I can encourage you to look at this podcast from that perspective, I have achieved a great goal. And I have helped you maybe to living better today and tomorrow and next week. And please give me a feedback on my podcast. I love you all. Have a most beautiful day.